Hi everyone! If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the podcast. And if you are coming back for this week's episode, thank you for always tuning in. Perfect attendance ka na! So guys, get some snacks, grab your coffee, and let's start this week's episode. Hi guys, it's now 4.43 in the morning and I cannot sleep and I tried sleeping for a few minutes but really to no avail, probably because I exercised too late or I ate too late or maybe I just have so much energy (laughs) and so much to think about that I... My mind doesn't want to sleep, doesn't want to rest. So I gave up. I figured I just want to give being productive a try. And ayun, <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> now we're trying to record an episode. And before diving into this episode, which is really just about the things that I learned from this book by Mark Manson, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope, which is the second book after The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I read a few years ago. I just want to remind everybody to please be kind and really stay kind. Um, I'm saying this reminder um, in response to the recent issue of Kim Shu's Bawal Lumabas <laughs> classroom analogy, and I just want—I just want to say that I think it's a little unfair that we are bullying her, or most people are bullying her, making fun of her making a lot of different mean memes about her and sa lahat kasi ng sinabi niya and forgive me kasi I didn't finish the entire video but sa lahat ng sinabi niya it's unfair that we only remember yung mali niya although ganun kasi talaga yung nature ng tao alam niyo yun um, kung ano yung mali yun yung naaalala but out of all the things that she said it's unfair that we are crucifying her or bullying her for her mistake and nakakalito yung sinabi niya talaga but it's not enough reason for us to start bashing her or start um, throwing her a lot of shade kasi I actually I'm so surprised that ano siya sobrang Boom! As in, sobrang big deal. To the point that um, not just ordinary people are bullying her, but even government officials are using her analogy on live TV to, I don't know, I don't know, to make a point or something. But I just find that very offensive. And, um... Well, Kim Chu has finally found the courage to face her bashers and come up with a song that um, would somehow 
make fun of herself and really move past this um, issue that she has somehow put herself into and I admire her for um, her courage hindi madali yun pero tama rin naman kasi yung sinasabi niya na bakit yun lang inaalala natin bakit yun lang inaalala ng mga tao and um, it takes a lot of courage to accept your mistake um, apologize for the things that you did and you know go to a better place <laughs> in spite of people trying to bring you down so for that I applaud her and of course the people behind her that keep on supporting her it's really good that she has a good support system like what my friend G said so G that's also a very good thing to point out so yun lang guys I just want to remind you to be kind and in, hindi kasi yan hindi yan ano, it's very rare these days hindi yan natin nakikita palagi so the more that we should exercise being kind and cultivate a culture of kindness especially now that we are under a global crisis of um a health pandemic a health concern that is covid-19 and um apart from that i think naman kim shu is entitled to say her thoughts and sentiments about what is going on with her home network Kasi, first of all, she is an employee of ABS-CBN. And whatever she says, she has the right to say it kasi she's affected. She's directly involved. So, we have to respect that as well. And um, I, as I said, I didn't watch the entire video. But out of all the things, for us to remember the mistake is not really a good kind of um, reaction anyway um, that's it I just want to remind you to be kind and let us continue with today's episode I just want to share with you some of the things that I learned from this book I didn't really like this book to be honest I think it's too descriptive for me but there are a few lessons still to be learned and um, I enjoyed some parts of it but not everything. I admit that it took a while before I finished this book but I I don't know I went ahead and finished it still because I still want to know what you know what comes after this book will there be a third book will there be something else so i finished it nonetheless and found that um i don't agree with all of the parts of this book but there are some things that stood out and there are some things that i would like to take note of and that is what we will be talking about today
Alright, so the first thing that I would want to highlight from this book, as it is entitled, um, A Book About Hope, basically what this book actually wants us to learn is that we should not hope for better things. It wants us to stop hoping and that hoping in a way is just a means to keep becoming disappointed. Kumbaga um ayaw niya yung word na sana maging ganito. Sana maging ganyan. But instead, what he wants to highlight is just be this and be that. Na wag mong hilingin. Wag mo siyang hilingin but instead make certain or take certain steps to be this, to be that. Which makes a lot of sense. Kasi ang dami-dami talagang bagay sa mundo na we wished to be um, this or that. Pero without action, it will not happen. And that's one of the things that I I, I got from, from the, the text, the book. And another thing is yun um, hoping for things doesn't necessarily mean action yun nga and apart from that there's a certain aspect of hope that makes it um, parang once you get something that you have hoped for you would eventually progress into hoping for much bigger things and you will never be satisfied yun yung ibig niya sabihin uh, yun but I don't agree with it 100% because for me hoping doesn't always be become negative but I understand also where Mark Manson is coming from and what he is trying to point out Yon. So, with that said, there is one part of this book that talks about Amor Fati. And this is where he describes Friedrich Nietzsche, one of the greatest philosophers of our time, of our time, of all time. And for this Amor Fati, it just means the love of one's fate. Here, I want to read this from page 128. Nietzsche instead believed that we must look beyond hope. We must look beyond values. We must evolve into something beyond good and evil. For him, this morality of the future had to begin with something he called amorfati, or love of one's fate. My formula for greatness in a human being, he wrote, is amorfati, that one wants nothing to be different, not forward, not backward, not in all eternity, not merely bear what is necessary, still less conceal it. All idealism is mendacity in the face of what is necessary, but love it. Amorfati, for Nietzsche, meant that 
unconditional acceptance of all life and experience, the highs and the lows, the meaning and the meaningless. It meant loving one's pain, embracing one's suffering. It meant closing the separation between one's desires and reality, not by striving for more desires, but by simply desiring reality. It basically meant hope for nothing, hope for what already is, because hope is ultimately empty. Yeah, and so that's the excerpt from page 128. So ito yung sinasabi ko nga sa inyo, because if we keep hoping daw, according to Mark Manson, the hoping would not stop. Eventually, our desires will get bigger and greater. So what he wants to point out is we should get in touch with reality and be more aware of our hopes not being realistic anymore. Kaya niya sinasabi na don't hope for anything. Just learn to accept your reality. Or just learn to accept everything about a certain experience. It means both the positive and the negative. So, in a way, that makes a lot of sense. Kaya ako hinahilight yung point na yun. Kasi, totoo naman that um, we, as humans, we will keep on desiring things. Kaya nga, we wanted to have progress. We want to have technological advancements. We want to be better people. We want to improve in any way we can. We want to be the best I don't know where you want to be the best, but we want to be better. We want to be more. Our desires will keep on being greater. So what he wants us to understand is that life consists of both sides. That it's not just about the positive. It's not just about the happiness. It's not just about the good but like what Eastern philosophy would tell us, the yin and the yang, life consists of both sides. And it doesn't mean that when you have the bad side, you are no longer living a good life. That bad doesn't necessarily mean bad. That bad can also be good. It's a bit confusing maybe for you pero yung ibig niya sabihin is just, it's just that the negative things that we have in life doesn't necessarily automatically put us in a bad position and he backs this up by saying that for example pain most people would not want pain and suffering in their lives but if we look at it pain and suffering are just some of the things that are supposed to be negative but will give you a lot of things to learn also stress for example stress is negatively associated or negatively um, has negative connotations but stress is something that we need for us to keep adapting to different environments around us 
And I'm not saying that stress is always a good thing because it gives the body, you know, something to really fight <laughs> over. And really, stress takes a toll on the body. So that's the negative part of it. But if you think about it, if you are overcoming stress in your life, the next time that you encounter a similar situation where you were previously stressed, your body will adapt to it and your body will now know that this was a stressor from before and that you can now adjust your reaction to this stressor from before and make it not anymore as stressful as it previously was. So your body adopts and your your body adjusts to this situation. So if we function without stress, we would never get the you know the adjustment that we need to deal with other things in life. So to make it easier, for example, na lang how the body fights viruses and infections. Yung sinasabi natin, the, the whole concept of a vaccine, that when you get vaccinated, your body now becomes aware of um, certain virus um, DNAs or virus formations that during the time wherein you actually contract this virus, you, your body has already created a copy of this virus using the vaccine that he, you, will no, you will no longer have that same um, deadly effect. It's exaggerated, but that's how I want to describe it. That like in a vaccine, your body would adjust your body would now know how to fight this certain bacteria or virus because it has already, you know, kept within its records a profile of the virus using a vaccine. So, yon. It just means to say that not everything that is negative is actually negative. Or not, not everything that is negative is only negative. It also has something positive or maybe just truthful about it. So that's it. That's Amor Fati for you guys by Nietzsche. And I just like to highlight this because minsan we always want things to be right. We always want to be I don't know, on the good side of life that we often forget that life is not all good. That we... Medyo magtaka na if your life is always good. It means maybe you're not making progress. I mean, it's it's it's, it's okay kung gusto mo naman talaga maganda yung buhay mo. Pero it doesn't really make sense if you don't you know, have struggles in life. Because life is both sides. 
sa Filipino, we have the saying na um, gulong ng palad, di ba? And I believe in that saying that hindi palaging okay. Which is, ganun talaga. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be happy all the time. It's okay not to be comfortable all the time. That's how we learn in life. So, yon. <laughs> That's one of the things that I want to highlight from this book. So, another thing that I want to highlight is this part on page 144. It's about how to be an adult. So, this part actually is a little short, but it's under the chapter about the formula of humanity. And it just explains that there is a huge difference from being a child to being an adult. And that as we grow older, some people remain children (laughs) and some people become adults. So how can you become an adult? It says here that um, children or children's activities are mostly transaction-based or rules-based. Meaning that before you can ask a child to do something or when a child does something, it is usually in return for something. When, you know, when a child wants to have ice cream, the parent can bargain something for this. Maybe ask the child to stop crying, ask the child to stay put. And the child will follow because there is a reward waiting for him or her. But when you are already an adult, you cannot just rely on bargaining for the things that you want. Because if you keep bargaining, that's not really a sign that you have grown into an adult for example um, he says here eventually though we realize that the most important things in life cannot be gained through bargaining you don't want to bargain with your father for love or your friends for companionship or your boss for respect bargaining with people into loving or respecting you feels shitty it undermines the whole project. If you have to convince someone to love you, then they don't love you. If you have to cajole someone into respecting you, then they will never respect you. If you have to convince someone to trust you, then they won't actually trust you. The most precious and important things in life are, by definition, non-transactional. And to try to bargain for them is to immediately destroy them. You cannot conspire for happiness. It is impossible. 
But this is often what people try to do, especially when they seek out self-help and other personal development advice. They are essentially saying, show me the rules of the game I have to play and I'll play it. Not realizing that it's the very fact that they think there are rules to happiness that is preventing them from being happy. Adulthood is the realization that sometimes an abstract principle is right and good for its own sake, that even if it hurts you, even if it hurts others, being honest is still the right thing to do. In the same way, the adolescent realizes there's more to the world than the child's pleasure or pain. The adult realizes that there's more to the world than the adolescent's constant bargaining for validation, approval, and satisfaction. Becoming an adult is therefore developing the ability to do what is right for the simple reason that it is right. So that is an excerpt. An example is um, honesty. He says it right here that as um, adults, we will be honest just because being honest is the right thing to do. Not we will not be honest not because there is a reward waiting for us or that other people would punish us for not being honest. So this is clearly what he means that as we grow into adults, as we grow into maturity, we do things just because that is what is right. Um, siguro... One example would be um, the simple following of the rules. Here in the Philippines, you would notice na since walang mga enforcers ngayon dahil nga um, quarantine, people would often overlook traffic rules. Um, if it's a red light, they don't really care. Wala namang tao. That's one of the things that I notice. And it's not just about being disciplined citizens. Actually, it depends kasi from person to person. But the, the point is, hindi dahil walang officer and hindi dahil na walang sa yo, you are not going to follow the rules. This is um, the same thing that I admire within the Japanese society that simple traffic rules even though walang tao at walang huhuli sa'yo at walang magtidikta sa'yo they would still obey because they know that it is what um, rules are made for that it is the right thing to do that it will avoid causing unnecessary accidents on the road so that's that's the point of it. Yes, they have discipline, but the other thing is they know it's the right thing to do. I'm not saying that everyone in Japan follows the rules because I've encountered taxi drivers that are also not following traffic rules. But most of them would have this principle that this is the right thing to do. This is what will avoid accidents. So I will not disobey traffic rules and your new sense of maturity that we need because 
alam natin that not following the rules and these rules are made for a reason will eventually um, produce a negative outcome maybe not during our time but um, unfortunately may mga iba talaga that will encounter accidents because they didn't follow traffic rules and that's a very um, dark example pero it's as simple as that ganon that um, when you don't follow the rules because walang nag enforce hindi yan reflection of your maturity and this is exactly what Mark Manson is saying um, to give you a more I just thought of it to give you a more relevant example is we are asked to go on quarantine because there is a virus spreading we are staying at home not because we are asked to we are forced to or we are mandated to but because it is the most effective way to avoid the spread of the virus which is social distancing and quarantine if you are staying at home just because someone asked you to or someone forced you to and staying at home is not really something that you would want to do then I think you have to um, rethink some of your thoughts and values because this is not a reflection of you being an adult as per Mark Manson but of course there are also some of some people some of us that think that staying at home will be the most effective way as per scientific research to avoid further spread of the virus and this is the right thing to do that we keep ourselves distance that we keep ourselves from um, crowded places that we keep ourselves a few meters apart when we are outside in order to avoid contracting the disease we do this because this is the right thing to do not because we are asked to or not because there is a reward waiting for us so yun siya <laughs> that is how I would phrase it and for me this is important especially now in our situation kasi may iba talaga that need some form of um, motivation for them to obey but just to remind you that life is not all about rewards and not about getting things because there are always two sides to it we don't always get the things that we want and not because I mean not because we don't get it hindi lang dahil hindi natin makuha yung mga bagay na gusto natin we wouldn't follow the rules or we wouldn't do the right thing so this is a good point from the book again that's page 144 and 145 
ayun guys so I gave you two already I'm gonna look for another one to make it a three point um, discussion but so far those two things are the ones that I wanna highlight So we are now in the last part of um, this highlights and I want to take this chapter 8 pain is the universal constant I want to take this part of chapter 8 to explain um, about the importance of having pain <laughs> and um, like what Mark Manson is trying to say pain as one of the negative parts of life doesn't necessarily just means pain negative what he's trying to say is that um, pain sometimes leads us to more learning pain leads to maturity it doesn't just imply negative so I just want to read from page 186 Children have a low tolerance for pain because the child's entire ethos revolves around the avoidance of pain. For the child, a failure to avoid pain is a failure to find meaning or purpose. Therefore, even modest amounts of pain will cause the child to fall into fits of nihilism. The adolescent has a higher pain threshold because the adolescent understands that pain is often a necessary trade-off to achieve his goals. The notion of enduring pain for some sort of future benefit thus allows the adolescent to incorporate some hardships and setbacks into his vision of hope. For example, I will suffer through school so I can have a good career. I will deal with my obnoxious aunt so I can enjoy my holiday with the family. I will wake up at the crack of dawn to work out because it will make me look sexy. The problem arises when the adolescent feels that he got a bad bargain, when the pain exceeds his expectations and the rewards don't live up to the hype. This will cause the adolescent, like the child, to fall into a crisis of hope. I sacrificed so much and got so little back. What was the point? It will thrust the adolescent into the depths of nihilism and an unkindly visit with the uncomfortable truth. The adult has an incredibly high threshold for pain because the adult understands that life, in order to be meaningful, requires pain, that nothing can or necessarily should be controlled or bargained for, that you can simply do the best you can regardless of the consequences okay so that's just mark manson trying to differentiate children from teenagers to adults that children would instantly know um pain and they would avoid pain at all costs. So if you have experience touching um, hot objects when you were young, maybe the kettle <laughs> or a candle, for example, pag brown out at natuluan ka nung wax, 
you would know that um, having hot wax drip on your hand would be painful and you wouldn't want that to happen. So as a child, you would avoid that by all means. Unless you were a naughty child. <laughs> and then when you become a teenager, an adolescent, your um, threshold for pain is a little higher, but there has to be an exchange, a bargain. So you know that you would end up um, having no sleep and um, being uncomfortable while studying like making an all-nighter for example but you would know that doing all these sacrifices would help you get a good um, score at the test for example so there's a trade-off and you would do these several things just so you can get the bargain that you want but as a as an adult what he is trying to say is we would know that these things are necessary because that's how life is that's how life is that's what makes life meaningful that suffering is but an important aspect of life that despite our suffering we still do what we can. Siguro ganun nga talaga siya. Na parang, syempre, nahihirapan tayo sa buhay. Adulting sucks. <laughs> Adulting is so difficult. But, whenever I try asking my mom about it, because I know for a fact that her life is also full of ups and downs, but I'm always amazed at how she was able to overcome and how she is able to continue living, to continue pursuing, to continue fighting, to continue, you know, loving. I have always been amazed about that. And this passage from this book actually just solidifies the fact that um, my mom is a full-fledged adult <laughs> for understanding that these suffering, that pain, that hardships in life, that the many sacrifices are just, you know, part of living. Because sometimes as an adolescent, um, as a child, as a younger child, as a younger person, <laughs> um, I often think that when things get difficult, I would take a step back and try to reevaluate and maybe come up with the decision of not going any further. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think now. I have to understand that life um, life will be always unpredictable and that taking risks is but a part of life and there would always be good and bad things with the risk that you take 
but it doesn't mean you would stop taking them so yun, yun then that there will always be good and bad relationships but it doesn't mean that you would stop being friends with people just because a friend betrayed you so mga bagay and that made me realize that there are aspects of my life that I think I haven't fully transitioned into maturity and that helps me in a way because I am able to identify yung mga bagay that I need to improve on that is why I want to highlight that part as a form of also a self-reflection so yun so yun that's it guys there are other things about the book that I want to highlight but the three most important things I have given to you and it's it's uh, as I said it's descriptive and also philosophical but very relevant and very much open for discussion kasi syempre iba-iba tayo ng um, pinagdadaanan and iba-iba tayo ng um, beliefs and principles but I just want to um, talk about those three things I have as takeaways from this book and hopefully we can do more of these takeaways from other books after I finish reading more and yon again that is Mark Manson's um, Everything is Fucked a book about hope and there are a lot of stories also inside this book that I have only come to know now that I've read it which is why I still um, recommend that you read it for yourself to find out what I'm talking about and maybe you would also get other points apart from the ones that I've mentioned for sure because you would have your own um, highlights the ones that appeal to you the most and for me that's just so happened uh, it just so happened that those three parts are the ones that stood out so that's why I want to share it with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's it. I hope you guys got something from that. And again, I appeal to everyone to stay home, especially if you are from countries that haven't um, really flattened the curve like us. <laughs> Stay home, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay sane. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you next time. I would sleep now. <laughs> I would sleep now. I think I have um, spared like an hour already and my mind is exhausted from all the <laughs> talking. But that was a good run, <laughs> right? Alright, thank you guys. See you next time.